Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Help Me Be Me is self-help for people who hate self-help, hosted by me, Sarah May. What I talk about on this show is my personal opinion, and it's not a substitute for professional help. Take what helps and leave the rest. If you're suffering, please call 911 or your local emergency services. Hi, friends. It's Sarah May. This is an episode about creating the space to know what is important to you. And this is for anyone who's experiencing possibly burnout or exhaustion or just not being sure you're happy where you are and what you're doing. Before I start, I would say just know that little maneuvers, super small tweaks to your day go a really long way. Like spending the five minutes to do something differently throughout your day will add up exponentially in the happiness well-being department what is most important for a happy life is to really be conscious of what you want and to be kind of gently guiding your life toward that thing so this episode is really aimed at making the space to be able to tell how you feel while you are living your life so for all my type a friends quote unquote i think one thing that can be really hard for us to do is stop muscling through our life. And I think one of the most difficult things for a person who is very put together, a driven, independent person is to like accept and allow things to simply be. Because we have this constant setting where we're trying our hardest, we are organizing things, we are planning, we are going through the checklist we try really hard to journal we try really hard to meditate we try really hard to be so happy and etc etc but sometimes the most important thing that is unseen by us is just stepping back and stopping that muscling so just allowing life to happen in you around you and for you to just witness it as it plays out there is such a thing as tolerating the normalness of nothing eventful happening at all and that is a valuable experience to have every day in your life when we get that inner peace resting state that is when things little little whispers come forth from within like I would call that the way we get closer to our inner knowing because we're just in the present moment we're just witnessing the space the space is where we get informed about the doing so we need both so with that this is an episode it's we have a what and then I go right into the tools so here I go part one the what living in response to the factors in your life versus choosing the most important goal and curating the factors in your life the goal is to is the latter is to be really hyper aware of the bigger plan for what we want like the ratio we want in our day and then for everything else to be organized around that 
And in order to even know what that goal is, we have to curate the space to listen inward and receive live feedback about how we feel as we go through our day. Like we have to be able to notice how the things we do light us up or or whether or not they align with things that make us happy and our values. So this is really about becoming intentional and always resetting a goal because I think a lot of the time we we achieve a goal and then it's obsolete so we have to set a new one as you probably know I am obsessed with goals and that is what I start with when I work with clients is choosing the right goal and the reason is you are always moving you're like I always describe it as like you're on a mountain on a snowboard and you're heading downhill you have to look at where you want to go because you are going to make a direct line toward that thing so if you are kind of ambivalent or you are vague or not fully resolved in where you want to go then it just means you're kind of meandering your life course as well you're not being direct in where you head it's it's undefined and I'm not saying like everything in your life has to be predetermined like goals don't have to be as concise or defined as I want to win a gold medal I think better goals are really curating how you want to exist in this lifetime like the way you want to feel like what qualities you want to have in your day in your year in your experience on this planet and I think a lot of the type Bayers like myself who are uber driven and motivated what can happen is we tend to be dictated by our schedule like we we get in this habit of doing everything so efficiently we're pleasing others we're doing what everyone asks of us we're making sure all of our appearances are like completely buttoned up and everything is so bulletproof and when you get into that rhythm your your day is kind of 75% made up of everything you are reacting to like you're making everyone at your work think you're a hero you're making sure your partner is satisfied you're making sure you're doing all your homework and and by that I mean the checking of the boxes the gym the journal the cleaning the shopping the errands etc and if all that time is accounted for but you don't have the mental and emotional space set aside for you to just tune in and witness how you feel about this day and all the things you are currently working on it's really easy to be completely blank like numb you're just so you're getting off on the doing you're getting off on the effectiveness the discipline and discipline is its own reward but it's not necessarily the reward that makes you look back at the end of your life and say wow I did it all and I am so proud of myself So in order to know how we really feel about things, we have to create the space for the feeling, intuitive knowledge to come forth. And when we are managing a lot of other people's expectations, like, for example, in a job situation, we don't often notice that feedback because we are thinking about somebody else. And that is when we get into kind of a routine of, reaction or kind of like a survival mode like you're just hoping to survive all of the to-dos you're not necessarily even questioning how does this make me feel about my life do I feel alive do I feel excited and joyful so this is my invitation just if you don't have that feedback currently from yourself let's just step back together and ask how how can I reconsider 
where I'm at with my life and how I'm doing. And I'm not asking you this question to add stress to your plate. This is just what I would call uh, a step back opportunity. I, I always say start where you are. Wherever you are is perfect. That is exactly where you want to start. And this is where we, we can direct where we go. Wherever we are, it, it allows us to just acknowledge the truth of all of the factors. And from here, we can do something great. And, and what I would love for you to have is just to be able to feel at home in yourself or be happy and content when you are alone with yourself. I know that it can be, for some people, very scary and anxiety-provoking to be alone with yourself. So that's something to just know and start with. That's like a, a good starting point. You know, you can think of your relationship with yourself as the key to all of life's wisdom. It's the key to all superpowers. It's the most important thing you can ever have in your life the most important relationship you can ever have in your life and a lot of people say that and it almost sounds cliche but it is very true because that is how you get the most wise mind is being able to tune into yourself it, it tells you the answer to all questions you will ever have it's just tuning inward what is true for me when we have that constant intention to listen to what we're feeling and and respond to that, we can continue to make that answer, whatever it is, a part of our decision making. Otherwise, we might feel like we're trapped or the path is too daunting or the path is too pointless or we feel at the mercy of other people. It's almost like you can weigh all decisions in the future against whatever your own inner measure of what is important tells you and that is like it's the greatest most freeing information because whatever that inner answer is like let's say you're the most lit up when you are outside you know when you're outside in nature when you are uh, around your family members I don't know I'm thinking of random things but those things may not have anything to do with advancing to a higher title at your workplace but maybe that's the thing you've been working towards so aggressively. So all, all that information is super important to have because maybe what you really want is more time, more freedom to do your own thing on the side, to have more free time. Those two goals are, are on opposing sides. So you might be able to say, oh, maybe I should be less aggressive about pursuing this thing because it actually is not what I want at all. Or... Perhaps the conditions that make you the happiest are having time to sleep in. And so that's not something to shit on yourself for feeling, you know, it could be like, huh, maybe I want a job that has completely flexible hours. Like these are all things that inform the way we push ourselves and pressure ourselves uh, to be successful. You know, I'm not saying like that we'll take away all of the type A aspects. It's just about being smarter in the way we use our powers. So in some ways, this is about taking the time to ask yourself these questions and these tune into the feelings throughout your day. How do I feel right now while I'm doing this part of my day? What are the things that are giving me these joy bursts? It's kind of like 
taking a love language test in that it's but it's for you on you because you may be surprised by your answers and what is most important to you I feel like a lot of the time people take a love language test and they're like oh I was not I thought my love language was a uh, touch for example with that here's part three the how the tools but first a brief word from our sponsors okay here are the tools. I wanted to start this section by just explaining what I mean by space. And space is kind of having moments when you can hear yourself, when you can tune in, when there is no noise in your brain, and you're just allowing yourself to be bored. Maybe you're observing the breeze, you're observing an ant on the ground, whatever it is. You are allowing life to be the most prominent thing happening, not you're doing. And that space is created by having an ability to tune into your inner self. And I know that some people have difficulty tuning inward because you have possibly a sense of emptiness or anxiety, and that can prevent us from wanting to be quiet in ourselves. So if that sounds like you and you cannot comfortably tune inward, I would say maybe instead take note of when you feel the most excited about something in your life and that thing only involves you and you not like excited about a relationship excited because somebody else thinks something about you feedback that is you are there's a high density of focus around something you are doing in your life and whatever that thing is don't judge it doesn't have to make sense this is just about gathering field data so to speak all right, the first tool is for more information about what makes you feel rewarded. It's going to sound really weird and generic, but it is actually so specific. The tool is how do I feel when I feel best? So this is an, something to ask yourself about your life in its entirety. And just take your time because, I mean, some of the things you will reflect on are kind of nuanced in that you might be, you might have like a, a whole series of things you like to do, but the feeling you have is so, a specific detail about that thing. So for example, I feel best when I am inspired. And that is a symptom of being around people who I admire. So while I like being around people who are interesting and artistic, like the, the feeling itself is inspiration. I also like I feel best when I am excellent, when I feel very uh, utilized in all my capacities. And that is a very specific aspect of an experience in my life. So I want to ask you, when are you feeling the best out of all of your life experiences? Just meditate on that question, jot down a few qualities, and maybe this is the times you feel the most satisfied or joyful in your work, or maybe it's in solo time. For some of you, it might mean just when you feel safe or you feel grounded. Like there's no wrong answer. I just want you to observe that though. The next tool is called inner hierarchy. And this is kind of like we're building a, a block tower of most important to least important in the things that we have to do in our day. So Let's just, in a journal, write down a list of all of the things that currently take up a majority of your time and focus in your life. 
And that could be things you have to do, things you choose to do, your side hustle, your job, your family uh, obligations, all of those things. And now next to that list, I want you to ask if that thing feels like it brings value, joy, excitement, energy into your life, or if it does the opposite. And ask what is primary out of that list? Like what is the most important out of that list? And this is just an opportunity to take stock and be clear. Because whatever we are doing throughout our day, it needs to be a sustainable and achievable process for us to be able to pursue things that align with who we are and our core values. So if this list is showing you a lot of things that do not align with what you find important, then I would say the second question to ask is, what in my environment is currently recruiting me to do things that I do not feel invested in? Like, is it a, a relationship, a person who has a lot of expectations that's sucking up all of your time? Is it a bunch of bad habits like distraction? Just to ask some questions around that. And then the last step in this exercise is, this is from an old Tim Ferriss book, whatever is you are noticing is something you are not um, invested in in terms of like its value that it brings to your life. We have to reduce down our time investment in those things to their bare minimum. And a lot of the time we think we have black and white thinking around those things and we think like, well, but I can't, I can't take time away from that. I'll get in trouble or that would mean blah, blah, blah. But there is always a way to, to remove some time investment. So I would invite you to ask, how can I simplify this, the time that this is taking f- from me? Or how can I simplify or reduce the emotional energy this is drawing from me? How can I put in the very bare minimum in relation to this ask? Which brings me to the next tool, which is called micro tune-ins. And this is just an invitation for you to gather data about your day throughout your day, maybe throughout the rest of your week. Just tune into your inner break room, like that quiet, just setting in your brain where everything you just look at the back of your eyelids and observe your physical body and just uh, see how how am I feeling about the thing I'm currently doing Um, and just maybe utter it aloud or utter it in your mind do I feel rewarded do I feel excited energized oh I'm feeling drained by this oh I'm feeling taxed by this this is just to become updated in our most recent data about how we feel in any variety of activities. Um, And I would say don't judge that info, just take it in. The next tool is called Block Tower Boundaries. So now that we have our little uh, hierarchy, we know what uh, the most important priorities are, the least important priorities are, it's really important to start to reset or reaffirm boundaries around our time. And A boundary can be something that is so simply enforced if we just take our energy of guilt and judgment out of it, you know? So much of, I think, our our feelings of, I have to do something and this other person's going to be mad at me or I'm going to disappoint somebody else or this is going to cause a conflict. So much of that energy is in us. It's old baggage and it doesn't exist in reality. So 
just become aware if that sounds true for you, if that's something you know you do. And then outside of that, just know that setting boundaries, saying no, when we know that we cannot and should not be spending more time on something or that it would not align with what we truly want for our lives um, to, to give our time to something that we don't care about, saying no is an act of respect. It is honoring the truth. It is just respecting the truth. It is respecting someone else's intelligence and their safety as a person. And to be able to be honest with someone else is a sign of trust. So know that if we can take the energy of guilt out of a situation, things become so simple. And, you know, a good friend who has the capacity to trust you would tell you like, oh, I'm not comfortable with blank. And whereas somebody who is not trusting would tell you a lie. So that is just the difference. One is a person who is grounded and the other person is afraid. So when you have your priorities, the first thing you have to do is be honest with yourself about them. And no, it's not bad. None of it's bad. It's just objective information. And when you know what is important to you, you have to respect that and not bend or contort around it because it's not against anybody else. It's not a judgment on you. It's just the truth. And what we do when we know the truth is we honor it by respecting the time that that thing deserves. So when you it's almost like saying I know I cannot be two places at once because that is a fact so then the next step once you know that fact is how do we start to enforce boundaries around that time in all of our all aspects of our life so and by boundaries I mean how we give access to ourselves our mind our time attention our energy we control everything about how our life is guided by how we turn on or off the spigot of the hose that is our energy. So we control that access. That is the one thing we always control. The resource that is us and our attention. And when we can be very deliberate about it and make sure that it's only going to things that are important to us, then our life reflects that back to us. It becomes a very clear path, a very purified path. So if you are... Um, Let's say you set a boundary um, by not doing another person's work because you know that you need that energy for yourself and to create space for yourself. Then you don't need to explain anything to that person. You can just set the boundary. No, I'm sorry. I cannot. And then you return back to your to your, whatever needs your energy, your highest purpose. In this case, giving yourself more resources, for example. And if you are a person who gets intense, excruciating guilt, then one thing you can do in that moment is you can just practice supporting yourself in that feeling, breathing through it, passing it, just like it's a kidney stone kind of thing. And that is how we increase our, our tolerance of this feeling, this old trigger that is guilt. And then if you want to, you can also send that person love in your mind. And then also send yourself love in your mind. Just like it's a way to like, just tell our bodies like this is okay what we're doing right now is not mean or hurtful it's okay all right the next tool top of mind post-it note so this is learning just how to pay attention to how you feel when you're doing something we need to be on solid ground 
and we cannot be in a permanent reaction state. We, we can't be constantly playing catch up or in a full stress response. So if you are a person who has a very chaotic life, I would invite you to just set a random alarm for your day tomorrow and just notice how your body feels. Is your heart pounding? Is your brain kind of busy and dizzy? Like are you somewhat unconscious in just how busy you are? We, we want to be able to scan our day for any moments when we can check in. And it's almost like you're a second person. Check in and ask like, hey, how, how are you? Do you like this? Are you feeling joyful and excited? Or is there any passion you can find in this, in this moment, in this day? We want to be able to catch that feedback whenever we have it and keep it top of mind as a priority. Because passion for anything in our life is like the strongest current we have. It is the most uh, powerful th- creator of momentum of all good things in our life. So it's important to make sure we're constantly curating that, looking for it, making it, oh, this is on the always on the top of my to-do list, is that feeling of joy and excitement. All right, the next tool is called Instagrammed. So this is a tool for if you are a person who gets in an emotionally overwhelmed state or you get kind of lost in the content of maybe your emotions or your stress perhaps or in the content of like other people's asks or the environment you're in. One way to bring yourself back to kind of a balanced uh, set of hemispheres of your brain and not overly in one side or another is to just narrate whatever you are doing that is a physical practice as you are doing it. And so let's say I'm washing my hands. I'm pouring soap on my right hand and I'm washing the soap off my right hand. I am walking over to the paper towel dispenser. I'm pulling out one paper towel. I'm drying my hands slowly. I am now throwing away the paper towel, etc. Whatever it is, something very mundane. And this is also a great way to ground right before, if you're anxious about something, you're about to go into a presentation, whatever it is. Alternately, you can read uh, any information on like a manual, like a National Geographic, whatever it is. But that is like a reminder that we can help our bodies regulate and then do the little inner break room tune in. All right, the next tool is a journal prompt. And this is for how to know what you want. So if you are a person who needs homework and needs to know when the homework is due, here are some reflection exercises for you. And um, take some time with this. But the first one I want you to just ruminate on, jot down anything that comes to mind. Where do you feel the most unmet needs in your life currently? Like what in your current loop or routine whatever is happening at work what is hurting you the most what is frustrating you the most second prompt what is the repeated loop you are witnessing in your life that causes you the most pain and it doesn't have to be like on a daily basis that's just a general question and whatever the answer to that last question was whatever it is flip it over and now ask the inverse What does that answer tell me is very important to me that I can gift to myself? 
So it might be a list of things. It doesn't have to be one specific answer. For example, like let's say you are feeling uh, like there's no structure at your workplace. You're feeling frustrated and overwhelmed and unseen and lost. The flip side of that would be it's important to me to have respect. It's important to me to feel effective. Those are just qualities that if you were to put that on your hierarchy list, we can now walk toward that. How do I create that for myself in my life? What are the maneuvers I need to make in order to make sure I am effective and I am respected? All right, the next tool. This is a um, any this is more a scan to do of your current life, but it's it's to check for trauma-induced time sucks. So depending on whatever your unmet needs are from childhood, I think a lot of people end up unconsciously resetting stages from childhood. And we can spend a large majority of energy responding to that in our adult lives. Like we create it in our in our work lives or in our sometimes in our friendships or our relationships. For example, like if you let's say had a lot of instability as a child, you might spend a ton of energy creating a sense of control or structure or or fixing too many problems that are not your responsibility in your adult life and the reason that it's helpful to just ask these questions and see if we can relate it to our childhood unmet needs is because these things although they are important to us energetically they can remove our focus from what are our highest goals without us knowing because they feel immediate like they feel pressing and they feel important but a lot of them are not real like they're futile they're they're emotional loops and to be honest there are always going to be so many things that need your help or need your talent or that you could fix or you could solve but that doesn't mean they are more deserving of your time and your life than your actual passions and goals are like you're the only one that gets to make that call though you're the one that has to make your truth important and put that on a pedestal in your life because the thing you are truly deeply emotionally and as a soul the most passionate about and the most equipped to gift to this world that burns inside of you that is the goal once achieved that will actually do the most good for the rest of the world and for everyone around you that is what gifts the light to others and the inspiration to others via your happiness and the actual expression or demonstration of your your light and your ability so it is the most worthy of your time and your attention it needs to be protected as sacred and the goal for you to pursue so don't ever discount it as selfish or frivolous it's the opposite it's like the energy tells you everything the energy you feel around something will tell you how important it is all right the next tool creating the inner break room I kind of mentioned this earlier but to get to that place where we can feel what our goal is we need that little inner break room and what is that little inner break room I think it's just it's quiet in your 
in your mind's eye, as I call it, it should be serene. Maybe there's nice calm music. Maybe there's a window that overlooks a pond and some trees. I mean, it's not like a literal picture we see in our heads, but it's just having a consistent feeling of resource, having a place we know we can go mentally where we can calm our physical bodies and regulate. And that means that we have to have a consistent practice of grounding and centering and things like yoga and walking and meditation all of those things help to create our ability to tune in and get calm and get quiet Um, but this is whatever it looks like for you whatever helps you to get physically calm just know that what we want to have is a feeling of sanctuary to curate this relationship with ourselves where we feel like I know how to make me feel calm and safe and cared for and if you don't have that currently I would say start with things that just white noise out your thinking and that would for me used to be really loud breathing exercises that required a lot of physical focus like using hand um, poses to block your nostrils like I call it hang loose breathing but I would highly recommend just googling breathing exercises and also if you need to download the headspace app that's a great way to just listen to somebody else and not be so in your thoughts outside of meditation I would say just branding little breaks throughout your day as I'm tuning in now this is a moment for me like just a a couple of seconds I used to do this by just staring at tree canopies like being underneath a tree because to observe nature acutely it takes it turns off your thoughts for a second it's really weird I also do this when I just stare at I just watch my kids as they play with something microscopic and that is a way that my my energy just turns into quiet focus so whatever it is just have that muscle where you can constantly give yourself those moments throughout your day they become like a reinforced setting It's like kind of like a Pavlov's dog kind of cue to calm down and be just in your body for a breath. And if, if it helps you, I would also maybe hold a hand over your heart and just observe your heartbeat. And that allows us to also regulate. All right. The next tool, your energy superpower. Or the other name for this was throw the rope up the mountain. So never forget that you have a superpower in just how you choose to guide your energy. And we can make those decisions whether or not we feel physically invested in that decision. Like almost like you're at the bottom of a mountain and you can throw the rope higher than you are and like pull on it. And it would like, let's imagine it caught on something so you could pull yourself up. So whatever a situation is, before you dictate it, in your mind and say like, oh, this is going to be fucked and this is going to be stressful. This is going to be this way. If you notice yourself doing that, know that the energy you bring to that situation can change everything about it. It can change the outcome. It changes everything. And sometimes that just starts with that moment of awareness that like I can expect something completely opposite. I can always have hope. I can always be open to something I am not expecting to happen because thoughts and feelings 
can follow our behavior. So if we act in a way that is open, uh, respectful, not dooming and glooming, we can actually change the course of the rest of our day. We can change how we feel about something just by choosing to step back and say, maybe I don't know. Maybe this is going to be awesome. Maybe this is going to be wonderful. Maybe this is going to be nothing I can possibly imagine it to be. So never, ever forget that that tool always exists for you. And the best time to use it is when we are expecting the worst. Just step back in that moment and reset. Um, And this last tool is for anyone who feels it's a very condensed version of many, many tools, but it's for a person who feels lonely with themselves. I know I used to feel so lonely by myself, almost terrified to be alone. But I built that relationship by really just choosing to breathe through the discomfort in those moments, like support myself with as many grounding, soothing exercises, loud breathing, walking, listening to podcasts, uh, going outside again, walking around the block again, like doing those things on a loop in combination with respecting whatever my inner truth was and just demonstrating I cared about myself by respecting what I knew was true for me, including if, if that answer really upset somebody else or disappointed somebody else. And you really have to start like you would start with a friend you've betrayed. You have to show with your actions that you mean it and that you are trustworthy and you have to be consistent. So to build that inner relationship, treat yourself like you are a friend, a best friend, and be consistent in your actions and your demonstrations of care. And second to that, in the moments of your anxiety and your pain, ground and practice self-soothing on a loop like your life depends on it. And that, those two things, that is how we start to grow the trust and the confidence that comes from self-love. It's just, it starts with repetition and a lot of consistent action. So I hope all of these tools made sense and I hope they're helpful. And before I close, I wanted to say a big thank you to all of my latest sponsors. Mary, a huge, wonderful donation from you. Thank you so much. And also Heather, wonderful donation from you. And Jasleen, thank you for your donation. And Sophia, thank you so much. Merci beaucoup. And Heather, another Heather, thank you. And Yulia, and Thomas and Twyla, donations from all of you. Thank you so much. If anyone out there has the means, donations uh, really help out the show. And if you don't have the means, I get it. If you could give me a review on iTunes, I would love that. Or if you just share this with anyone you think it could help. So in closing, this is all about making something important and focal. And know that where your focus goes, your energy goes, and our entire life is created by our intentions and our clarity around those intentions. So make sure you are being holistically intentional and not just being guided by the ego and what we know other people want. Because when we can really respect how we feel throughout our day, we get new insights into what in life rewards us and those things change you know often that joy will come from something that we don't necessarily schedule it's it's what happens when we allow life to unfold and instead we witness it so make sure you have space for that 
to come forth. Nothing has to happen in your day for it to be a success. You don't have to book everything on your calendar. You don't have to book your entire life. A good life has lots of time to just witness the spaciousness and spontaneity that comes from the world existing around you and you just being in your own flow and sense of play. So enjoy the outdoors, enjoy the summer, and don't forget to smile. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.